0: This episode of Dean Bakari's Meaningful Show is brought to you by Flashbooks, where you can get best-selling business and self-improvement book summaries that you can read or listen to in under 20 minutes. To learn more and get started for just a buck today, visit www.getflashnotes.com. Welcome to the Meaningful Show Podcast, where every single week we work to bring you an inspiring insight, idea, or interview to help you live better, work better, and be better both in life and in business. Brought to you by MeaningfulHQ.com, we've got one very simple goal here on this show, and that is to help you do more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Dean Bukhari, and if you're ready, then I'm ready. So let's get into it. When you want to make a change in any area of your life, regardless of whether the change that you seek is a change of perception or procedure, whether it's a personal change or a professional change, a change for yourself or for other people, at some point, you're going to need to look at habits. A crucial key to changing your health, for instance, is about installing healthier eating habits. Crucial key to being an extraordinary leader is about constantly working on improving your communication habits to ensure you're as clear and inspiring as possible with those you lead. A crucial key to boosting profits as an entrepreneur is about developing the habit of effective decision-making about things like product innovation, product improvement, finding engaged employees, keeping them engaged, customer service, etc. You know, I could go on and on forever with examples, but the point here is this. Habits help you in literally every area of your life, physical, financial, emotional, social, mental, spiritual. If you want to improve or maintain any of these areas of your life, habits are going to play a role. We got to involve habits. Now, here's the thing. Most people don't know how to form habits and make them stick over the long term. And, you know, whenever I teach or speak about habits, I notice that there's one major thing that people overlook about habit formation whenever they're trying to figure out how to form effective habits. And that thing is this. Emotions create habits. Emotions create habits. When you're designing for habit formation, whether it's for yourself or for other people, what you're really designing for is emotions. So when you log on to Instagram, for instance, and upload a picture, right, you're given the option to use like this wide set of filters to beautify your photo, to make it look pretty, and to do so quickly, and to do so easily. You know, you pick the one that you like best, whatever filter, and maybe tweak the picture a little bit, and then boom! You now feel like you're sharing this beautiful work of art with the world, right? And this creates a positive feeling, prompting your brain to release dopamine, which makes you want to use the app again. And then you share this picture, this beautiful post with the world, and people start responding with likes and comments and this and that, and then this too... Generates this positive feeling, prompting your brain to release more dopamine, which makes you want to use the app even more. So this makes you want to keep coming back, and this quickly develops the habit of you using this app, Instagram, right? Can you see how quickly things can become habits? If you hand somebody who's never had a phone before, you give them a a smartphone, You give them an iPhone, I mean, they're not going to want to put it down, right? Wow, you can message people, you can call people, you can get onto the internet, you can look stuff up, you can play games, you can do all sorts of crazy stuff, right? And it's just all, it's a piece of glass and you touch the screen and boom, right? It's, there's so many emotional triggers being fired off. Imagine a caveman giving a caveman a phone, He's never going to want to put it down. He's going to be like, this is magic. This is incredible. And so that's how you create habits instantly. You can create a habit within a matter of a day. It's, 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 there's research now that supports this by B.J. Fogg. He writes about it in his book, Tiny Habits. And, you know, this idea that I just talked about of Instagram, right, uploading your picture, the dopamine hit, and then that instantly creating a habit. The most popular social media apps are designed just like this, as habit-forming products. And each of them is built by weaving in the principle that emotions create habits. In this framework, it applies to habits you want to develop as well, regardless of what area of your life that habit might relate to. Exercise, money, meditation, reading, flossing, punctuality, social interactions, whatever. The list is infinite. Now, I mentioned a moment ago that you can create a habit quickly if you involve emotion. And you might have heard that it takes like 21 days to form a habit. And I used to believe this as well, but it turns out that is actually a myth, right? There's a range of variables that play a role in your ability to form new habits. And in fact, some habits can form within, again, as little as one day. And how? Through strong, positive emotion. By stimulating all the different emotions in your brain and linking them, anchoring them to the behavior that you want to create or to change or anything like that, whatever habit you want to form. So a recent experience that I had with this phenomenon. So every every Sunday, I take my daughter Nora out hiking, right? This is a ritual that we've had in place since she was just a one-year-old. And now she's five. And so every weekend, every Sunday, we go out hiking, jogging, and we have a great time. I put her in the stroller and, you know, we, 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 we go out and we have like a, a great time. We run out there and jog, hike for like usually about five to seven miles. And it's, it's wonderful. And so a couple of weekends ago, we went out for our hike as usual. We grabbed some snacks, filled up our water bottles, and, you know, Nora hops in her stroller and we head out. Now, on this particular day, it was way, way hotter than usual. I mean, it hit 100 degrees here in Irvine, California, in Orange County, where I live. And it was nuts. I mean, it was super, super hot. Way hotter than usual on this particular day. And so, you know, we we usually will do our five to seven miles as we go out there and and, and do our hike, but on this day, we I mean, were burning up so much that... I decided to cut it short. I mean, Nora was, her face was burning up. Her face was turning red and she was sweating like crazy. <laughs> and so she's like, you know, I want to go home. This is too hot. Da, da. And so she's, um, you know, complaining and, I, and I'm burning up too. I mean, it was, it was crazy, crazy hot. And so I said, you know what? I, I decided that, you know, we should, let's cut this short. And I cut it short and we started heading back home. We turned around. And as we're jogging back home, Nora, Nora says to me, She's like, can we just can we jump straight into the pool with our clothes on as soon as we get home? I don't even want to change. And I'm like, I'm like, look, but you're wearing a dress right now. Don't you want to change into your swimsuit? And she goes, She's like, no, 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 Dada, please, please, please. I want to jump into the pool together as soon as we get home with our clothes on. I don't care. I just want to do it. Please, Dother, please, please, please. And so She's looking at me, you know, with her hands clasped together and, you know, begging and pleading to just jump into the pool with her clothes on. And she wanted me to do the same thing. And I thought, okay, I I look at her and I say, all right, let's do it. And she starts clapping her hands and she's excited and she's yelling and just, she's so pumped now, you know, and then the whole jog home, which was, you know, maybe about another 10 or 15 minutes. She's pumping herself up. She's clapping her hands. She's making up songs about jumping into the pool with her dress on. And she's just super excited. She's like, we're going to jump in the pool with my dress on. And she's just so pumped. Right. Emotions are running high. And so we get home. We run straight to the backyard, open up the garage. She hops out of the stroller and then we come inside the house. We run straight through the kitchen into the backyard and jump into the pool. Boom! Splash. We're both holding hands, and we jump in together. And it was awesome. So much fun. We laughed and giggled and had lots of fun swimming. And then, after we got out of the pool, Nora looks at me with a grin, and she goes, Dada, let's do this every weekend. And she she looks at me, and she's got this huge smile on her face. And I looked at her, and I said, Okay, honey, okay. And... Then the following day, of course, the rest of the day, she's talking about it. She's, she mentions it to my wife, and she's like, Mama, Mama, guess what me and other did? And she's just so pumped up, so excited about it, made her so happy. And then the next day, Monday, she talks about it again. And then Tuesday, she asked me, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm ready to do the same thing on, on, on this weekend, this weekend after we would go out for a run. She's like, can we do this again? Are we going to do this again? Like, please, please, please. And she's hyped up all week. She's talking about it. And I thought, wow, this is, this is powerful. You know, Nora, she attached, this five-year-old child has attached so many positive emotions to jumping in the pool together with our clothes on that her brain wanted to set it in stone as a weekly habit. And guess what we did? The following weekend, went out for a hike, came back home, jumped into the pool with her clothes on, and, you know, she was looking forward to it, and now she literally wants to do this every single weekend. And the bottom line here, the reason why I'm telling you about this whole thing, this funny experience is because all it took in this instance to lock in this this habit was one time. One time. One highly emotional experience, one that in which so many positive emotions were attached to this activity. It was new, novel, exciting, different, and immediately she decided, I want to do this every single weekend. Make it a habit. And that's an example, a super simple example of how emotions create habits. You know, we can't break or build habits without involving emotion. And in fact, the more positive emotions you attach to creating a new habit, the faster it seems to develop into a habit. And so how do you apply this idea of new habits, of attaching positive emotions, strong positive emotions to any new habits or behavior changes that you want to build, break, develop in your own life? How do you apply this to new habits that you're trying to build within your own life? Well, the first thing to do, of course, is to decide, if you haven't already, what kind of behavior it is that you want to develop into a habit. What's the desired behavior, whether that's a new behavior that you're trying to develop or whether that's a bad behavior you're trying to break, something helpful or something that is is hurting you that you want to stop doing or something helpful that you want to start doing. Now, you've got this behavior in mind. Now, one crucial key to setting this into stone as a habit is to attach positive emotions to it. Make it emotionally charged. Make it as emotionally charged as possible. The way I like to think of it is as a table, right, with with a strong, with, with four strong legs, right? Each of those legs that's holding up the table is a positive, powerful, emotional charge. Each leg on that table. And if, if, if one of the legs is missing, right, in terms of your positive emotion that you attach to it, then the table's going to be lopsided. If two legs are missing, table's going to fall to the ground. And so the same thing happens with our habits. Your habits are the tabletop. Your positive, powerful emotions you attach to it to hold that habit up and keep it sturdy, keep it strong. Those are the positive emotions, the legs on that table. And so attach as many of them as you can to hold up that table, make it strong, keep that habit up. Because again, emotions create habits and this is a very often overlooked thing right so for example, something more practical working out, exercising that's a huge habit that a lot of people have that, that they write down and a resolution people set in the beginning of a new year when they want to make a change in their lives or at any point in time it's a, it's, a, it's a habit that people want to develop and maintain and one reason why a lot of people don't do it over the long run is because they don't have enough strong emotional ties to the behavior. So let's say you want to work out regularly. One way that I started doing this and was able to install this habit of exercising regularly and I exercise every single day. Was I went from when I was around this is over a decade ago when I started to really get into fitness, get into health. I wanted to change my life. I was out of shape and I needed to develop an exercise habit. And so. One thing that I did every time on my way to the gym, I would pump myself up in the car. Literally, I would pump myself up. I'd say, I'm going to crush it in my workout today. I'm going to have a phenomenal workout. And then I start thinking about that, envisioning it in my mind. Those are emotional charges that I'm attaching to this habit of exercising. And I'm thinking about, okay, how great is it going to be? I, I envision how I'll feel after I'm done with the workout. I Envision how I feel, how I'll feel while I'm working out. I'll think about how big of a change I'll be able to make in my body, you know, physically speaking over time. I'm thinking about that. And then as soon as I get out, I celebrate my, myself for being able to, you know, have the discipline to work on myself, to improve myself, to transform my health and fitness, right? And before I knew it, that habit had set in stone. Now I don't even think about it. It's automatic. Every morning I rise, I I go work out. So that is a very powerful way to change your habits, is to anchor them with emotional charges and find as many as you can. And the more, the better. The more positive emotions you can attach to a behavior that you want to develop or a behavior that you want to help somebody else develop, the better. Keep that in mind. Go out there every single day and live like you give a damn. Yo, it's Dean. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you found this episode inspiring or if anything else you've heard on the show has helped you or made an impact on your life in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you showed me a little love with a quick review over on iTunes or on whichever podcast platform you tune into the show on. Every single review helps us reach and inspire more people to live like they give a damn. Listen, if you've got self-help questions of your own that you'd like me to answer live on the podcast, hit me up over at meaningfulhq.com. You can submit them over on the contact page or you can just shoot your questions directly to me at questions at deanbacari.com. Thanks again so much for subscribing, sharing, and tuning into the show. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's because of you and tens of thousands of other listeners from around the world tuning in every single week, week after week, day after day, that we are able to continue creating content to help you crush it and make an impact in your life and at work. So, thank you for being part of this and continuing to share the podcast with your friends, your family, and anyone else you think it could help. Until next time, this is Dean Bakari telling you to go out there every single day and live like you give a damn.